0: I'm Marcus Smith, and this is Constant Wonder. This month of December on Constant Wonder, we've been on a journey called Advent. Our podcast's Advent calendar has been a series of daily episodes beginning on the 1st and leading all the way forward to the 25th. We've been welcoming special guests who have been sharing with us the wonder and the awe that are central to the spirit of this season, It's our way of spreading not only good cheer, but also peace, goodwill, and, of course, awe before all creation. It's December 22nd. Today's Reflection on Advent features Hannah Anderson in a poignant meditation involving both the baby Jesus and of all the unlikely creatures, the possibly extinct ivory-billed woodpecker. In this Advent series, Hannah Anderson has deftly linked living, breathing phenomena in nature with the biblical story of the Nativity. She's author of Heaven and Nature Sing 25 Advent Reflections to Bring Joy to the World. And her husband is, it seems, obsessed with birds.
1: He's always calling us to look out the window and see what bird has landed in our backyard or when we're on vacation, our three kids know that no matter where we go in the United States or around the world, it's going to involve some kind of trip to a nature preserve or a place where we can go look for birds. One of my favorite things is he even has a rare bird alert on his phone. So if some rare bird is spotted anywhere near the vicinity of our house, he'll get a text and he can rush out the door to go sight that bird. But I have to say looking for rare birds also comes with its share of deep disappointment when you realize that some of these rare birds they're not sightable anymore. And that came up for us this last year or so when he came home with a solemn look on his face and announced to us that it was official, that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service was officially naming the ivory-billed woodpecker extinct. And so his ability to chase after even that bird was gone. And I remember the moment because we just had this this pause, and and we knew what that kind of statement meant. Now, I'll be fair. I'll be honest with everyone. I didn't know what an ivory-billed woodpecker was before then. He did, of course, but he filled us in. And then as we come to learn, um, this woodpecker is native to the American South and has been increasingly rare since the mid-1800s. Now, folks will say they've seen it and they've tried to get pictures of it and even get video of it, but it's highly doubtful that anybody's seen it for quite a while. Part of the reason that it gradually became extinct was because of deforestation in the South. This woodpecker in particular made its home in decaying cypress trees, and it would eat there, feed there, and it would nest there. But as those trees gradually became lost in that area, as these old growth forests were removed, so was the habitat for this ivory-billed woodpecker.
0: Well, when I think about connections between birds and the Christmas season, I I lean back on my own experience with scriptural references, and I wouldn't think about an ivory-billed woodpecker, of course. I would think about a sparrow or maybe Elijah and the raven. You have drawn a connection between this new world woodpecker and somehow the story of Christmas.
1: Yes, and... I think it was that sense that we had lost the ivory-billed woodpecker because there was no longer room for it. And that's a phrase folks might recognize from the Christmas story. When the young couple came to Bethlehem, there was no room to be found for them. There was no room in the end. And I started meditating on what it meant to not have a place to be, what it meant to not have the space you needed for a home, for provision, and how that can lead uh, to a really dangerous experience of the world. And in the case of animals, when their habitats are gone, when there is no longer room for them in an ecosystem, that it often leads to their extinction. And so within the Christmas story, it brings this kind of shadow right from the beginning to say, here's a world that didn't have room. It didn't have room for a baby, didn't have room for this couple. And I just started meditating on what that might suggest both about our own experience of the world and how maybe there's a glimmer of hope there too.
0: I hear you say glimmer of hope and immediately I think about the aspect of the solstice where the Christmas season as we celebrate it coincides with a time of renewal. It's not quite springtime yet, but the light starts to return. And to me, at least poetically, that connects with the the birth of a child and new life beginning.
1: It does, because when we think of that season, particularly in the Northern Hemisphere, you're coming to darker and darker and darker and darker days until you hit that solstice. And then things start to slowly go back with more and more light. And to be able to celebrate this birth of this child that's going to bring more light to the world, more hope to the world, as we um, understand it within the Christian tradition, there is also the need for the darkness to be present. And so when I read that there was no room to receive this family, I think, yeah, that's exactly the way this world is. That's not just a storytelling technique. That's truth. That's how it feels sometimes where there's not enough space for us, for the people we love. There's not enough resources it can feel like to go around. And so we find within this story this element of no room, and yet there was room. There was room for a child to be birthed, even if it was even in the humblest of circumstances. There was room for hope to come into the world, even when it seemed darkest.
0: The lodging was not impressive, bethlehem stable, but the need for shelter was met. There was room, room for hope, says Hannah. As we were just beginning our Advent calendar here on Constant Wonder, on day two, Hannah Anderson touched on how the nativity story folds in the theme of our neediness, the need for nourishment to both body and spirit. Hannah's insight was that the manger was simply a feeding trough, and she pulled this detail together with the fact that much later in life, the grown Jesus, who had been the babe laid in the feeding trough, would in Christian thought be known as the bread of life. If we are to thrive, our first human need is the essential provisioning of food. With the Holy Family finding no room in the inn, Hannah here now has touched on the second vital want in life, our need for shelter. And tomorrow, she'll round things out with our need of clothing. Specifically, she'll reflect on the beauty of the image of swaddling bands for the Christ child. Hannah Anderson is author of Heaven and Nature Sing, 25 Advent Reflections to bring joy to the world. Today's episode was produced by Tenery Taylor with help from Mamie Teeples and Camden Lamb, sound designed by James Call. If you've missed any previous episodes in this series, you can find them at byuradio.org, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Marcus Smith. Constant Wonder is a production of BYU Radio.